welcome to the Mom Owned and Operated Podcast, the podcast about moms and for moms, where we have candid conversations about running a business, raising a family, and remembering ourselves. I'm your host, Rita Suzanne, a single mom of four, digital strategist, and provider of no-nonsense business strategies and tactics. Hi, this is Mom Owned and Operated, and I am Rita Suzanne, and today I am talking to Cami Lumpkin from Cal5 Digital. I am so excited to talk to you, Cami, and please tell us a little bit more about you and your business. Thanks, Rita. I'm so thrilled to be on today. Um, my name is Cami Lumpkin. I am a mom of three. I have three boys, 8, 10, and 12. Um, I'm also a military spouse, so we've spent many years moving around the country, and we now live in Safety Harbor, Florida, which is right outside of Tampa. And my business is a digital marketing business. I run Facebook and Instagram ads for mom-owned businesses. Oh, love it. I have just decided that I need to get into doing like just a, um, an awareness, an awareness, uh, campaign, right? So it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot to take in. So, you know, there's so many different things to take into consideration. So how long have you been in business? About 18 months with this particular business. Okay. So I know that we talked before and we talked a little bit about how you've had all these different iterations of your business. And I'd love to know a little bit more about that and like how, what were the reasons why you had to kind of change and things had to evolve? So I started pre-kids. I started out in corporate nonprofit, which I loved. And I took some time off realizing that having three kids in less than four years uh, didn't really match up with the pay scale of a nonprofit. Um, so <laughs> I needed to take some time off for that. And then I soon realized when I thought about going back that it really didn't jive with moving as much as mm-hmm. we were moving at the time. So I ended up randomly starting a jewelry business. Mm. I taught myself to metals to do metalsmithing because nice. we, we had moved to Kodiak, Alaska. And on the way, I decided in that month of travel, I wanted to buy a nice piece of jewelry that would signify that mm. huge trip for us. And I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find anything that I liked. I could, everything felt very rustic and it mm-hmm. just wasn't me. And this island had sea glass, right? The beach right behind our house had sea glass. And nice. so that's how I got into doing that. And being there for four years, um, that became a really successful business. And um, so then it worked for me. I had a studio in our house Mm -hmm. and um, things were going well, but then it didn't translate very well when we moved again. Mm -hmm. And so I tried that for a couple years moving. Were you selling, sorry, were you selling local or is, is that why it didn't translate or? Yeah, I was, it was, it was sterling silver sea glass jewelry. I was selling wholesale to galleries and gift shops. Mm -hmm. And so a big part of that business, um, was, it was something relationships proud of Mm -hmm. and the relationships, my kids and I would beach comb on a regular Mm -hmm. basis. And so they found the sea glass and they felt invested and they were just really proud of that business that 
we had built. And um, so once the sea glass element was gone, that family element went away too. And so then it was just the hustle of going to art shows, uh, you know, three day long art shows, Mm. the setup, and my kids were getting older. They had sports all weekend. Uh, My husband is a military pilot. So at times he was gone and I was trying to juggle that and have three kids with me and get them to their sports and set up for these shows. And so with the family piece mm-hmm. on, of yeah. us doing that together, um, it just didn't really fit anymore. Right. And so it needed to be a hobby, um, really, but right. I, I, it wasn't, I mean, I stuck with it for a few more years after we left Alaska and I was trying to figure out how to market my business mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. So I learned Facebook and Instagram ads. I invested a lot of money into figuring out how to do ads for myself mm-hmm. and just quickly realized that it was, I had bitten off more than I could chew as far right. as creating a product, going to and. <laughs> and and running the ads. And really, mm-hmm. I felt like running my ads was becoming a full-time mm-hmm. job. And it was just a lot more complicated than I thought. So then I had several people say, well, you can run ads for me. You know, I need that too. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that that was a pivot I needed to make because I could move with my laptop. Mm -hmm. I I can have those relationships that I love so much that I was really missing um, making my own jewelry. When you're making art like that, it can be really solitary. Right. And so... I didn't want to be locked up in my studio by myself for hours at a time <laughs> working with people. So, yeah. Um, so it was, it ended up being like a know, natural transition for you. Yeah. Yeah. Not the one I ever would have expected, but mm-hmm. it um, fits our family a lot better. Yeah. Cause you can work from anywhere and it's not really dependent on you sourcing. I mean, products and services are so different, right? It's, it's just, um, especially a physical product, you know, like versus a, a digital product. So I can see why, especially with younger kids, because how old were your kids when you uh, started and stopped? Oh my gosh. When I started, I had a newborn, mm. a two-year-old and a three-year-old. Oh my gosh. When I transitioned to running ads, they were in second, fourth and fifth grade. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, I think that it's a lot, it's a lot harder, you know, when you have such little kids and, you know, I, I think that, you know, I started my business, my sons were, um, I want to say three and five and um, they would be sitting beside me. You know, I'd be on the couch, I'd have my laptop and they would both just be sitting beside me. So it's, you know, they didn't care what I was doing, but it became to the point where they would make drawings of me on my laptop all the time. Like that's all they (laughs) would ever draw. (laughs) Like that's all they think that I do. That's, that's really the extent of what mommy does with her life. (laughs) So, um, so tell us like now that you've transitioned into more of a service, what does your average day look like? Oh my gosh, as a mom, my average day is never the same. I I mean, aside from the fact that I get up at 6am every day, Mm-hmm. So that I have a solid hour of work before they get up. Right. And it really, I had to learn. It's not quite batching work because mm-hmm. that's not really my style, but. It's hard. Batching is hard. It 
hard for me. So mm. I wouldn't say I batch my work, but it's really a matter of when I have an hour or two, I'm turning my phone off, I'm mm -hmm. getting to work, making the most of it. And then yeah. those two to three hours to four hours are at different times. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's, it's always changing. Yeah, because the kids are in school and then you have like, like you said, your kids are in sports. Are they in sports now this year because of all the changes? They are. Where we live, they've been able to do sports, thankfully. So we mm -hmm. have four sports between the three of them. Oh, that's, I mean, that's good though, because it gets them out of the house and off of the electronics, how we were talking earlier, how it's just become, you know, that's all they do so much screen time. So I, we're really fortunate that they get to play sports and um, that keeps my kids sane, keeps yeah. our house a little bit less chaotic. And uh, except for you taking them and, you know, and all of that stuff too, but yeah. that's helping you build relationships with other uh, moms, right? Yeah. There was one day in this last spring that my husband was out of town and I I watched, I was in the car for three hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I took one here, dropped them off, picked them up. I just was back and forth in their sports at that time were across town. They weren't anywhere near us. I had mm. to drop them off. Um, they were in different towns. So oh we that after, after that season, I said, okay, you know, maybe we're not going to do competitive soccer so far away. We're going to mm -hmm. find some soccer that's in our town and that. Right. So, um, that was, I think that was the worst that it got, that I was in the car for three hours. Um, but I really have learned how to get my work done during the day so that mm -hmm. when I pick them up from the bus, um, I'm not, you know, I'm not on my phone. Oh, I'm not working. working. Mm -hmm. I'm doing sports with them. And, um, and I've gotten to where I really am able to get it done so that I, I can have that evening with them. And mm -hmm. honestly, by the time they go to bed, I'm exhausted. Right. Unless I have a deadline, I'm not working at night anymore. Right. But I think the most important thing that you said was how, because now your kids are doing sports local to you, that you can actually get help. And I think that that's a struggle that a lot of us moms, like we don't even really want to ask for help, you know? And so I think that it's really important to, get help in as many ways that we can. And I mean, I'm a, I, I do this myself. <laughs> so, you know, asking for help sometimes is the hardest thing that we can do in, in yeah. anything. I think that that is a lesson that the military has taught me mm -hmm. uh, that being a military spouse, we've never, we never live by family. Mm -hmm. So there are times where you have to ask for help. You're right. yourself and um, your husband's gone for a long time and it's just you with three right, kids. So right. You have to. And um, that's part of that military community that we're always willing to help other people in the same way because you just, you have to ask. You have right. To I mean, otherwise you're just going to be stuck, right? It's, it's just too much. So speaking of, you know, that type of stuff, I don't want to say balance, but let's say, how do you make time for yourself on top of your family and your business? I, I will say I'm really lucky because I have a super supportive husband. So when he's here, he champions mm -hmm. me time. Mm -hmm. and, um, but when he's not, I really think it comes down to basics that yeah. I've realized I have to work out. That mm -hmm. has to be a priority. And I, I really have figured out a system where I have my preferred 
you know, our local mm-hmm. boot camp exercise, but then I have backup yes. so that if yeah. I can't get there for that hour, you know, by the time you get there and back and you shower, that's a lot of your day. Right. So I can't always do that. So I have, you know, 25 minute workout video backup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I've made that, that a priority that if I can't get to the, the one I really want to do, I still can't have do the backup this. or I could still go for a walk or a run mm-hmm. and I still have to make sure I shower and I look nice. And right. I've gone through iterations of that where I'm like, oh, forget it. I'm fine. You know, but for me, just personally, mm-hmm. when I look at it, I feel good. And I know that. Yeah. So I, I think that's that's self-care for me. And that's mm-hmm. different for everybody. But putting the effort in just makes me um, a better businesswoman, a better mom. Mm-hmm. And it's simple stuff. But yeah. Um, well, I think that that's good. Making your workout a non-negotiable, right? It's like either way, I have all of these things. And then the showering and the getting dressed, like for me, I'm the same thing. Like I have to get myself looking decent, you know, most of the day because what if I have to go to the store? What if I have to jump on a quick Zoom? What if I have to, you know, talk to one of my kids, you know, friends, moms or something, you know, I want to at least present myself like I have my, you know, like I feel better. I don't want to walk past the mirror and be like, oh shit, you know, like, (laughs) you know, I want to actually look decent. Now that doesn't mean I'm not wearing joggers and, you know, and, and have my hair in a bun most, you know, sometimes, but at least I feel better and I smell good, you know, (laughs) you know, it's a must. And, and it's really, to me, it's not even, it's not for anybody else that I'm going to see. It's just I agree. I just, right. I have to right. Do it myself. Or I feel like just, I'm just going to slide into, I don't know, mediocrity. <laughs> well, I used to, I remember when I first started my business, I was so obsessed with um, the six, you making my business successful, right? Because I had to prove to everyone I had quit my job where I was making really good money and moved from California to Ohio. And so I was, I felt like I needed to prove myself to everybody else because everybody thought I was crazy. Like, why are you quitting your job? You don't have, you don't know how to do this. You don't know how to run your own business. So why are you doing this? And I was at a point where I was just ready and I thought it was going to be easier it was not easy. And so I would roll out of bed, literally look a hot mess. And, you know, just, I was just so obsessed. I was staying up too late, getting up too early. And like I said, my kids were young at the time. And so I remember one of my friends, she is a coach. And she said to me, like, you need to project, you know, yourself the way that you want to be seen. And you look like there's a lot going on. And so (laughs) you need to get yourself a a little bit, you know, do these things, you know, journal, work out, you need to like, you know, you don't have to get glammed up every day, but at least look presentable so that you feel comfortable and confident, because that's what you're projecting to the world. And that has stuck with me over the seven years that I've been doing this. So it's about mindset. And I didn't realize that when I started my own, mm-hmm. I just didn't realize how much mindset would play a part because I was yeah. very like, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And I just didn't think of the mushy gushy stuff, you mm-hmm. know, the journaling and the, you know, I just didn't want right. to do that. I just wanted to make money. I wanted to do my right. business and make money. Like I, mm-hmm. I did not want to do, I didn't want to read any of the books. I just mm-hmm. did, I didn't want to do any of that stuff. I just thought of the 
on paper things. Yeah. And um, then there's so much going on in your head as a mm -hmm. business owner and as a mom, and you have all these, the mom guilt and mm -hmm. the, what are people going to think when I'm changing my business again? You know, right. Right. The fear of judgment, right? Yes. And, and so you're constantly, you have to figure out a way to get over it. And yeah. you know, me, I, if I'm moving my body and I'm, you know, taking a shower, looking at my head, right. that helps my mindset to stop thinking about that and stop thinking about what other people are going to think about it and mm -hmm. get to work because you feel comfortable you feel confident now and you've by exercising you've released a lot of the stress right yeah. like i feel like you know if you have any issues right and we all have issues if you want to deal with them head on start a business that's all you have to do right. <laughs> <laughs> to deal with them. Right, exactly. That that is what's going to happen every single time. And you know, speaking of starting a mom, starting a business, if a new if a mom came to you and she said that she wanted to start a business, what would be your advice to her? Like if you had to give her a couple of tips, what would they be? It would be the advice that I got that has always stuck with me that was start before you're ready. Mm -hmm. Because I if if I hadn't used, gone with that mantra and listened to that advice, I wouldn't be in business now because I would right. just be constantly I analyzing, study and study and mm -hmm. study. I love to learn and study and I right. would be still doing that, thinking mm -hmm. that I needed to know more than anybody else. And to be prepared, you're like, you need to be the expert, even though yeah. you haven't done it. <laughs> and you can't, you just, you've got at some point, you've got to just dive in and realize right. that that person before you had kids, that educated, resourceful mm -hmm. woman is still there. And, you know, even though you're reading Goodnight Moon every night instead of mm -hmm. the world news, like you're still that. You're still, woman. yeah, you you're still, still have it. Resourceful woman that you were when you had your corporate job or whatever. Mm -hmm. it was. And mm -hmm. whatever you need to figure out, you'll figure out as you go. And you, at, you know, I realized with my like Facebook ads business, before I even ran any ads, I knew more than 99% mm. of people knew about ads. I had right. invested in learning. I had taken course after course and I knew it. And I, but I just had to, I just had to, to do it. it right. Because it. you're, you're questioning yourself the whole time thinking you don't know enough and I need to know more and I need to do this. And, um, you know, one thing that we mentioned earlier was how a lot of people think that, you know, maybe they, they all they have to do is the service that they're offering or create the product, but there's so much more that goes into creating your business. Right. And so, yeah. Yes. And I, I could just, I think that you can get paralyzed with all the things that you have to mm -hmm. do really easy to say, well, I can't start it yet because I've got to set up this system or I got it. And you know what? Like most of us under pressure, we will make it happen. We will set right. up, the you know, we right. will do it as we go. And it's not going to be this linear path that we thought it was going to be, or that people around us thought think it should be. Mm -hmm. It's not as a mom, like our path to career success and to finding our calling, I just think it's not linear for many of us. Right. So do you think then, um, because I have a lot of friends who don't have kids and, you know, sometimes I get envious because I feel like they can work all the time. They can do, they can put so much effort into having their business. But there's also the side of, do you think that being a mom has actually helped you in your business as well? 
I absolutely do. I, I think back to before I had kids and I don't think that I maximized my time because mm. I, I mean, right. when I, you've got right. your work day. If you needed to work on something over the weekend, you could. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like what I got done in eight hours, I can get, I can get it done in four now. Right. Right. You know, just motherhood changes you in that way. You've spent years of sleepless nights that you're still making it happen. And you're still mm-hmm. doing things. You're still getting work done with a child on your lap. And it's, you, you just learn how to multitask better and mm-hmm. how to maximize your time. Like I said, now when I have two hours, I'm, if I know that my kids are taken care of, my phone is turned off and mm-hmm. I'm sure that in that two hours, focusing. Like, right. getting it done. Right. It's just like when I used to work at corporate, right? You spend eight hours doing a lot of nothing, right? Like you come in, you do a lot of, you do your, your work, whatever it is. And then there's the sit and wait period, right? Where you're waiting for the next project that you have to do, which is a lot of, of sitting and waiting. That's why you're over there talking, you're not doing anything. And so I feel like what you're saying is almost the same thing, right? Like we, as moms, like we know our time is limited. Like at three o'clock, I got to be done and that's it. There's no procrastinating. If I need to get this, done i need to get it done you know today and um i think that that's a better you know it's better for us right because we can do all of the things right man at least try to as much as possible um so if someone wants to connect with you online where would they find you i am at cal5 digital on instagram uh same thing on facebook cal5 digital um, my entire family, my husband and my three kids, and I all have the same initials, C-A-L. So um, that's where Cal 5 comes from. It's just oh, a it's cute. me, of my why, and mm-hmm. um, that it takes all five of us to run my business because it, it certainly does. So, oh, so yeah. sweet. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Either one. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Cal and 5. then your website is cal5digital.com. Yes. Yeah. If someone wants to hire you for Facebook ads because, or Instagram ads, I'll right? Need more time in their yeah. life. And you need, you need marketing, right? You need, yeah. you need that, con- you know, consistent marketing, because I think that's the biggest thing is like, um, little spurts of marketing, but no, to actually get the best effect, you need the yeah, consistency. So I, yeah. I love taking that piece off of mom's plates and uh, that's just so important to me. Mm-hmm. Because I've been there. I've had my business and it was hard. It was hard yeah. to run my business and do what I loved and do the marketing too. It, it just, yeah. didn't, I didn't have enough time in the day for that. And I don't think most moms do. No, we can't do all of the things. But <laughs> thank you so much, Cammie, for sitting and talking with us today. I appreciate it. It was so nice to chat with you. You too. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. And there you have it. I want to encourage you to remember that being a mom who runs her own business is not easy. We all struggle, but just keep moving forward and don't forget to make time for yourself. As moms, we are usually the first thing to go to the bottom of the list. If your business is overwhelming you and you need real solutions, not just some sugar-coated suggestions, apply to work with me at readasuzanne.com apply.